everybody, this is Joey. Welcome back to the Fizet Show. Um, I hope you are ready to smile and laugh today because we have an amazing episode. I am so excited to be able to share this uh, conversation that I had with the one, the only, Barb Borden. Um, if you don't follow Barb, Barb is a physical education teacher out of Illinois. And in my opinion, one of the most joyful people to follow on Twitter. Barb and I connected earlier this year to put together um, a small interview around how to write grant proposals and how to get grants for your program. And through that conversation, I wound up discovering that Barb has had an incredibly like magical journey into her role as a physical education teacher. And I decided that we needed to to go deeper into this and we need to share this with more people because I left that conversation feeling so fired up and just so happy. And I know that that's the kind of feeling that a lot of people need right now. So I'm glad that Barb agreed to do this uh, interview with me and that she's willing to share her story with all of you here. Now, just before we dive into the conversation here, I need to plug PhysEdU, the membership-based professional growth community that I quietly launched back in June and have been dedicating most of my energy and attention to ever since. So for years, teachers have asked me to consider starting a membership site for thephysicaleducator.com to make it easier to access the resources that I create and share there. Now, like most things I do, I took my time exploring options and intentionally designing something that was innovative and that tied to my vision of every child on the planet having access to effective, meaningful physical education. PhysEdU's purpose is to help you unlock and grow your potential to be an outstanding physical educator. And I'm so incredibly passionate about the project and the community that we're building there. And I hope, I hope that you will consider joining us on campus. There are a variety of membership options, each with its own set of benefits. And these benefits include everything from access to exclusive posts and content, members only events and workshops, a brand new games database, and of course, instant access to all of the premium resources that you find on the physicaleducator.com. If you'd like to learn more and see if PhysEdU is a good fit for you, visit thephysicaleducator.com slash membership. Again, that's thephysicaleducator.com slash membership. All right, let's dive into today's episode with Barb Borden. All right, so Barb, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, so I just wanted to give the listeners a bit of a, a background on how this conversation came to be. So a, a couple months ago before the break, I, I started bringing back this How We Teach series that I used to do on the blog. And I want to do it in video form and keep it really short, focus on one topic at a time. And all this stemmed from a PE chat where you had mentioned different ways that you had gone about fundraising for your phys ed program. And I thought, you know, it'd be so great to kind of talk to Barb about how she scored all these grants. So we set up time, we had a conversation, and then I learned so much about your story. And I just thought that it was so incredible and it was so fun. And it just, like I was telling you before we started recording here, it just explained why there's so much magic in what you do that I was like, more people need to hear the Barb Borden story. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to dive into that if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how many listeners you'll have, but <laughs> <laughs> me neither, Bob, but I, I record these for okay. myself. <laughs> um, so let's go back to uh, when you first started teaching, because if I remember right from our, our previous conversation, you kind of had like a funny, like entry way into like your, your education career. So you, can you tell us a little bit about 
Yeah. What was your experience in sport and how did that kind of eventually lead to you finding your way back into education? Okay. Yeah, it is a crazy kind of long story. I'll try to do the Reader's Digest version for you. So, <laughs> um, um, I was in and out of schools and really different schools. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was in, um, I played college volleyball. So I was a division one athlete and they wouldn't let you be an athletic trainer because the hours were too intense. So they were like, yeah. you can't be a, a division one athlete and a trainer. It won't work. And I really kind of had my heart on being a trainer. So I was like, oh gosh. Okay. Well, so then I went into exercise science, physiology, took some coaching as a minor, and then I did not finish. And I ended up, um, after volleyball, I ended up going to another school and I was like, I am going to get my athletic training degree. So I went through the whole program and it was getting almost close to the test time. And I just realized that like, you know, our head trainer always um, had his wife would be coming in with their two littles and he was never home. And I thought, how, how could I have a family and be a good athletic trainer? Like, really get to the top. And I was like, I don't know that this is the right path for me because I really knew that I wanted a family and kids. And I was like, I kind of don't see that happening in that field. So again, I was kind of back to square one. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. But in, in that time I was coaching volleyball and my friend was a teacher who was also coaching on the same club team as me. And she, she was also a teacher. She's like, you should get your teaching degree. And I was like, all right. You know, like, sure. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I went to school and got my teaching degree, but I did not get a PE degree. I got it in elementary education Okay. with like, you know, middle school endorsement and, um, and English endorsement, whatever. Okay. And so I started my first job as a differentiated specialist. And the funny thing is when I got that job, I'm like, what, what is, what is that? <laughs> I, I remember interviewing and they were like, Hey, we got a position for a differentiated specialist. I'm like, Oh, okay. Sure. And I got the job. I didn't even know what it was. It's basically, they got rid of the gifted program and you know, they were like, it was more of a, you're pushing into the classroom, showing teachers how to different differentiate lessons and that kind of stuff, which was kind of funny. Cause I was a brand new teacher and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so and the fact that me, of all people, trying to teach like gifted kids, you know, I'm like, OK, <laughs> I like they're teaching me. I remember the kids. They were so smart. And I'm like, interesting. You know, when they'd ask me a question, I'm like, that is fabulous. You should research that. I'm not <laughs> going to give you the answer because I'm like, I don't even know the answer. What? I don't even know what these guys are talking about. They're so smart. So um, I only did that for a year and ended up. um my husband and I, I got pregnant pretty quickly. And, and so after that, I took an 11 year hiatus because <laughs> I had four, four kids all together and I just kept having kids and didn't go back. So then it was about time to go back. My husband's like, okay, enough with these children. Are you ever going to go back to work? And I was kind of like, eh, I guess. <laughs> so, but in that 11 years, things had really changed, right? I mean, yeah, no know, kidding. Common core and all that. So I'm like, wow, I need to really research what's been going on because, you know, I'm good at making mac and cheese. <laughs> I can make chicken nuggets, but I'm like, 
other than that, I don't know what I can bring to the table of education anymore. So I applied actually at the school that I'm at. Yeah, I applied a bunch of places, but where I'm at, they um they liked me and they were like, you know, we had some other candidates and you know, you unfortunately we didn't give you the you know, the second grade position, but we have this library clerk <laughs> position open. And I'm thinking like a library clerk, like a guy wearing, you know, somebody wearing a hat, like a visor and they're back in the, you know, archives, like with the, <laughs> you know, card catalog. I'm like, what? Okay. That sounds pretty lame, but <laughs> you know, I'm like, when, when you told me that you got this library job, like if I had to make a list of professions that bar boarding can do or that bar boarding's personality would be suited for, librarian would be so far off. Like that's right? not, but then you, you start telling me about like, so you got the job as the school librarian and yeah. you got into your library and you went about it in your own like amazing way. So when you were describing to me what you're doing with your library, it just kind of blew my mind. So tell us a little bit about like, how did you end up turning this library into this like Miss Frizzle style space yes. that the totally students came to love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So when they, when I heard I didn't get the job, you know, and that they offered this, I was pretty upset. Like, honestly, I was like, I had been, you know, getting kind of knocked around a few times. Cause I was like, you know, I just wasn't, there were yeah. more qualified people out there that, you know, I'd been out for a while. So um, I was crying. And my first, my son, who was six at the time, he was in first grade. And he's like, you know, mama, if you take this job, because I kept saying, I just wanted a classroom, you know, I'm like crying. I just wanted my own classroom. And he said, if you take this job, you'll have the biggest classroom in the whole school. And I was like, dang, you're smart. <laughs> so I was like, you should right. be in that and, gifted class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like me. No. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to start doing like this amazing stuff. And I started just revamping the library and I turned it into like this kind of jungle theme where, you know, I mean, I got these big carpet roll remnants and made this big giant giraffe and a zebra and put all these vines and I mean, the whole thing. And I <laughs> like blew it up. And then, you know, People always say I'm a little bit extra, which is a little true. Um, that's a compliment, I, Barbie. I know. I was like, hey, that's the only way to be. So then I started bringing some animals in. I asked, I was like, can I Can I get some fish? Can I do this? Well, then pretty soon it was like, now I've got some frogs. I, I've got some geckos. Now we've got tadpole. Like I had all these different creatures and I ended up writing a grant to get more animals in the classroom. So pretty soon we had... Um, chameleons, the the crested geckos, uh, a tortoise, swimming turtles. I mean, uh, there were thirteen different habitats in the library. It was insane. So this is this is kind of how our conversation started last time, right. because that initial grant that you wrote, if I remember right. correctly, it was for PetSmart, right? Yes, it was. So, so you wrote this grant. You, you so how did you? how did you go about like finding this grant? And then you just, because I think like being able, I think for, especially teachers who are young in their career, teachers who have never written a grant before the process of writing a grant to try and raise funds for your program can be like really intimidating. For sure. Whereas 
you just kind of went, went with it. And then one of like, it just kind of like snowballed from there where you just gained all this, like these skills and this ability to, to try and fundraise. So how did you yeah. find the grant? What was that process like to like, kind of like write it all together? And how did that eventually lead to you continuing to, to build the, the barboard and jungle library? <laughs> well, so the PetSmart grant that I looked up like animals in the classroom and PetSmart kind of popped up and they were like, Oh, we have, a grant uh, that we, you know, there's certain animals that you can ask for, you know, like obviously you can't ask for, you know, um, dogs or cats, that kind of stuff. It was more like small alligators. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, so I, I got that and, and I forget how much it was, it was a small amount. And I remember thinking like, man, it would be really cool to add some different things, like some other more exotic type animals. And there were some uh, moms that would come into the library when I was, you know, that would help volunteer. And they were on the Education Foundation, which is our kind of like our PT. Well, not really like a PTO, but well, just like the foundation. I mean, I yeah, right, calling it. But so um, and they said, you know, we we um, grant teacher written grants. If all you got to do is write one. And I was like, well, how, like, what do I put in there? And they're like, there's a form on our teacher web or on the um, school website that you just kind of fill out and answer the questions and put the budget in there and let, let them know what you want. Well, our education foundation does a pretty cool casino night. They raise mm -hmm. a lot of money, right? Like I mean, it's, it's very cool. And they've, they've raised, um, I mean, they've given teachers like smart boards, um, different kind of seating and just you name it. They've, they've yeah. funded so many different things, the pedal bikes that are like those pedal desks. And I mean, holy cow, you could probably go on our website and look at some of the stuff that the foundation has granted. So, um, anyway, um, I went and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Well, the moms who volunteered really liked me and they were on the board. Um, yeah. So it kind of started there, like where, you know, and that's what's so important too, is making those connections with the parents. That is huge. And teachers, you know, like just getting that, um, you know, that connection with them. And, and I think that's really important. So I think if I, if I can just interject too, like, Absolutely. Like listening, listening to what you were creating there in the library and seeing how other teachers have gone about it too. And knowing from like my own experience too, I think when you're insanely passionate about something and you're, you show that you really care about it and just trying to like infuse these kids lives with as much magic as possible. That's like your ultimate hook to getting like, yeah. like champions on your side. And Definitely. I think especially like when you have an opportunity, like, you know, you are uh, working in the library. Oftentimes, like in law schools I've worked at, parents have come in, they help out volunteer in the library and whatnot. Like it's such a great opportunity for you to build those connections. So it's important to try and think of like, okay, what are some ways that I can get parents involved so that they can come see it in action yeah. and see like, this is this is what I dedicate myself to. This is what, what I really care about. And these kids are the reason why I go about it. I think that when you you put yourself in that kind of position, it becomes easier for parents to be like, Hey, like there's something special happening in there in the library and we should really be supporting it. And I, yeah. I just want that too. Like, it's, it's funny. This is, so my kids in, in pre-primary here at our local school and I'm on the PTA 
and I'm I'm sitting on the school advisory council too. So I'm seeing a lot of like behind the scenes stuff uh, from like a parent's perspective, mm -hmm. which I've never seen before because I've always been like a teacher in schools. Right. And like parents are just like hungry to be helping teachers. Like yeah. we gave, there was a night where we sat down and it was like our the grant night and literally anybody who wrote anything like got money. Yeah. Like they were, we were just like, they were excited to be able to give out this money that they fundraise because that's the reason they're fundraising for it. So right. I feel like a lot of times, like I would be that person who would sit down and like, they'd say like, go check out the form on the website. And I would sit there and I would do all this research and I'd put graphs together and I would like submit this like 75 page document. <laughs> and you know, like I'd probably get the money that I asked for. But like a lot of the grants that we were giving out the other night, there was there was like a, a couple of people did like what I would do, and then a couple other people wrote like three sentences, and they also got their money. So yeah, I think like if if you're willing to just shoot that shot, if you're willing to like yeah. have people see what you're doing, um, I think that goes a long way. So I just wanted yeah. to to interject because I no. I think it's important that they yeah, got yeah. to see what you're doing, why you cared about it, and then obviously they just want to support you. Like they're just like, yeah, you got it jump through these hoops because that's how it happens but like don't worry about it like obviously they're gonna get you your your yeah. wild animals for your library yeah um, so i mean and i still run that program i mean it's a little bit crazy but i will tell you like especially in a k2 building you've got first day school jitters with new kindergartners you go into the library and say Hey, you're going to get to see Stella. Do you want to come and feed her? I mean, it is a different. I'm assuming game. Stella is an animal, right? <laughs> Stella is our tortoise. I should have brought her so you could see. Because um, I'm here at school. So I yeah. could I could take you on a tour. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but it, and it's helped with some of those behavior kids who like some of the kids are like, well, you know, if you be, they have behavior charts, the social workers use them, too, because they can say, well, you know, if you fill this chart, you can come and feed the animals. Now, I will say that is actually one of the things that is um, bid on on the at the casino night. So okay. that's how I keep it going, and I feed the animals because people might be like, "Well, how do you how do you maintain that?" It, there is a lot to maintain. Um, so uh -huh. I still now I have zookeepers, and once a week I take a kid during like my kind of lunch ish <laughs> and um, we go and take care of the animals, do whatever, you know, I don't have them clean anything, but they yeah. probably would. They, they, they love it. And then on Fridays, I let them have Stella at their desk in a kind of a big tub and the uh -huh. whole class loves it. And the teacher actually benefits because usually I say, guys are going to have to be like really quiet. Otherwise <laughs> you're going to, you know, scare Stella. And then, you know, on a Friday, they're quiet. Come on. <laughs> so it works out. I mean, it's been, it's been really great. So that's, that's what got the ball rolling for all my, all my other grants, because now crazy enough, I started doing science experiments because, you know, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we, tried this. So, I mean, I wasn't your average librarian. I was always like <laughs> pushing the envelope, like I want to try doing this. And so I was doing science experiments. We made a volcano. I mean, it was like, it was, I was totally Miss Frizzle for sure. <laughs> and, and even with the lizard. <laughs> so, I <had> it all. <laughs> so, I mean, it was fun. Um, So it only made sense when our, our, technology teacher retired and she was amazing 
And I remember being like, good luck filling her shoes because she's amazing. And then it was like the next day they're like, hey, um, how would you like to be the new technology teacher? I'm like, <laughs> what? Um, and, you know, rolling with me the way I roll, I'm always like, what is it? Okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, I never know what I'm doing. I People might think I do, but Joey... Barb, you've uh, when we were talking last time, I brought up like, yeah, uh, my brother is very much the same kind of teacher that you are. Where, you know, like I like to think like uh, I love teaching and I'm so excited to like be working with kids again, and I, and I miss that. But I was very much so like a um, like a mental kind of teacher. Like I was always thinking about what it was doing thinking about and even like like the caring and all that obviously that comes from your heart but like i'm trying to like think about okay like how do i nurture these relationships and some people it just kind of flows effortlessly and i think that's what kind of caught my attention last time when we were talking is like you have this this and i'm going to keep coming back to the term magical because I, i i believe it's that and my brother james has it does the same thing where it's like it just comes out so effortlessly and i want to talk about like what you were saying there, like, that's just how I roll. Like, again, I'm the kind of person who would like somebody would say like, okay, we're going to do this. And I'd be like thinking, like breaking it down thinking, whereas like a bar board in the world or like my brother James in the world, whatnot, something presents is like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So how, how, where do you, where do you think that attitude comes from? Because being, having that kind of flexibility as a teacher yeah. is incredibly important to like being able to get joy out of your job and to be able to go about it in as like as stress-free as a kind of way as possible. So how do you think you develop that ability to just kind of like roll with whatever the the world throws at you and, and kind of like surf it? Like, cause it it really, it really sounds like that's like, I honestly feel like, like tomorrow they could say, you're not teaching phys ed, you're going to space and you'd be like, okay, where's my backpack? (laughs) Space. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that is a really good question. I, you know what, I honestly think it has to do with playing sports for me because, you know, it's like you're, you're, you want to be that player that can lift your team and you want to be able to, um, change on a dime. I mean, I think it's honestly for, I think it's, because I played sports. I mean, that's all I can really think about that. Um, and I've just, I'm a, I'm a pretty positive person. Like it's, I have a hard time with negative people, you know, it's really, and I, I don't know who said it, but, um, I feel like I've heard Ben Lander say this, but about the people that you surround yourself by, Yeah. you know, I think it really matters. Um, and I just, I've always tried to find my people who are like-minded and feel the same way. I mean, it's okay to be, you know, uh, you don't, obviously you can't just almost always be Mary Poppins, right? But yeah, people are going to vent. It's a very natural thing to like need that that time to like vent and mope a bit, but right. um, to not use that as like the lens through which you look at everything. And I think that's a trap that like um, a lot of people, including myself, like, like before I left teaching, looking back now, I recognize that I was stuck in that trap of like looking at everything through that lens of like, there's always more and this is impossible. And, 
And I, I it, it wasn't always like that. So I think that's the difference there is you can have that minute when you need it. Yeah. But don't like put those glasses on and just look at everything like that all the time. Right. I think too, I mean, cause you know, I, and like, I hate to say I didn't have the, the greatest career of my life, you know, and I had a lot of things where like, Hey, you're not going to be in this position anymore. We're going to change you to this position or whatever instead of, cause I knew like it made a difference. Like if you're going to have an attitude with your coach, I mean, forget it, you're done. Right. So mm -hmm. I always tried to be like, Okay, you know what? I'm going to be the best at this then. That it, like no one I I just never wanted anybody to get me down. You know, like I was like no one is I I control myself like how I react, yeah. right? So like if you're going to be like if this is not going to be a good situation, I'm going to make it I'm going to make it good for myself. Like I, yeah. I don't know. So I think I like just my and the fact that I, sorry, I'm totally like, no, you're supposed to be no, in my I'm brain following my path. But <laughs> I think because I've been knocked down a few times and things haven't gone like the way, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this or, Hey, let's just do this. I mean, I know I haven't taken a straight path and gone right to where I want to be, but I'm on my way now. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we said last time, you're, you're taking the scenic route. <laughs> exactly. I am. I'm taking the scenic route. It's more fun. No. I think, I think, uh, you know, um, you can't control what happens to you, but you can always control how you react to it. Yes. And and I think that's like an important thing to remember that, you know, things are going to happen. You're going to experience failures at times. Things are not going to work out the way that you want it to, yep. uh, you know, you're going to get knocked on your butt at times, but if you're able to be like, well, and you know, like, and this too, and it's okay. And, and just roll with it. It's like, we're going to make the best of it. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people, including myself, um underestimate how important that kind of mindset is in terms yeah. of being able to continuously find joy in what you do so that you're able to continue to share joy with others. Um so so you get into this this tech job. Right. So, so I'm just <laughs> accepting the fact now that like I'm not like asking like what were your qualifications? I'm just assuming that you're yeah, just yeah. being put into positions because people know you're going to create something from it. So tell me a little bit about like how you got into this tech job and how did you roll with it? What did you do with it once you were there? Um, so, well, one of the biggest things, oh my gosh, we had to, I had to teach typing and I'm like, are you serious? Like <laughs> who types? First of all, I, I never took a typing class, so I didn't know how to type. And I'm like, now I got to teach them. So, you know, I made up these crazy YouTube videos with, oh my God look me up. You'll be like, what is she doing? <laughs> but again, that was where like, I got the parent buy-in. They thought these videos were hilarious. They're like, oh my God, they tried to get me on Ellen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Never happened. But anyway, um, so, you know, then in technology, I started the grants again. I was like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we got these robots that we could code? So I started coding and they loved that. And I loved it. The kids loved it. I mean, it was great. So I got these little Ozo bots. Then I got these little uh, Finch robots that the kids were coding with. And then, um, and I was loving it. It was fun, you know. Um, and how how are you figuring this stuff out as you were going? Like I'm oh, curious, like because you're like you were you just like playing around with it and be like, yeah. or were you? So you're just like yeah. goofing around with it and you're just like, oh, this would be awesome. Kids would love this. Yes, totally. They were like, you love need to it. come up with a curriculum for, and I'm like, I do. All right. Well, 
I don't even know where to go. Like, okay, teaching <laughs> computers <laughs> to kindergartners. Oh my God. And let me tell you, like you're typing how to Google into Google. <laughs> oh God. No, Joey, like, so the kids, we used to do a, a game or they used to do these math facts on the computers at all, and we used to have computers all around the school. Okay. Like they they were in the hallway and stuff. And and then we had the tech lab. And then um which is where I was. And all the screens were blue with the little control plus all plus delete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, no kid knows what that is. Nobody. <laughs> They're like what just happened? My computer's broke. Everybody's hands yeah. My computer's broken. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, and get, you know, 25 kindergartners in a computer lab. I'm like, ah. so I ended up getting these red solo cups, like a little, and well, it looked like I was having a kegger in the, <laughs> you know, every day. <laughs> so anytime they had a question, I said, put your cup up on top of your computer. So then I know when I don't have a million hands and I yeah. can just go put the cup down. Maybe somebody who knows what they're doing can help you, but I started that control alt delete video. Oh my God, I'm wearing like a big afro with a singing the Michael Jackson, like control. I can't even get my voice <laughs> right now. But I did like bunny ears and a bunny ears and a disco finger. And then you push the two. Oh my gosh. It's the but the kids knew it. And yeah. I would walk down the hall and they'd be doing this fast math and they're like, the one kid would be like, I can't get this on. And I'd hear the other kid telling him, Oh, you gotta do bunny ears and a disco finger. I was like, no way they're getting it. Like, so yes, stupid stuff like that. I mean, that was, it was the little things that they needed to know how to turn the computer on. So it was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even really teaching any real skills, you know? Because so you're, you're in a K to two school too. Like, I think that's important for people listening to remember that like all these yeah. kids you're teaching are K to two. <laughs> yeah. So we did a lot of, um, I did a lot of, it was called Wixie. It was a okay. really cool um, program, but we would do things. We did like animal animal interviews. I had them recording their voice. So we we were doing a lot of like cool things. And that's when I was like, oh, the robots, let's get some coding going. So yeah, a lot of it was just me kind of, you know, flying by the scene of my pants, really. I mean, this is re on recording. I'm playing though. with <laughs> it. It's whatever. They, it's, <laughs> you know, they're fine with it, probably. <laughs> well, no, uh, like, uh, again, like, there's so many parallels to like my brother, but I remember when 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 James started teaching at a, a school up the street from mine, he took over like a grade four class and he was like, oh, like I can't come out tonight. I was like, why? I was like, I'm building a workbench in my uh, my classroom. I'm like, why? And he's like, because I'm teaching my kids how to use power tools so they can build stuff. And I'm like, why? <laughs> You're supposed to be teaching like English and like science or math. And he's like, oh, because like the kids will love it. And I was like, and like his kids were building like pinball machines, like full on functional pinball machines, so like cool. all this like insane stuff and everything. Yeah. And so I think cool. that like when you're able to to create those kinds of experiences that are obviously like super memorable, that are kind of like, is she really letting us do this? <laughs> Yeah. I think that's how you get, especially like at those younger ages too, that's mm -hmm. how you get them hooked into like, sure. holy smokes, like I can actually learn this stuff and like we can have fun with this. And you're able to remember, like, I would so prefer to remember like 
like two fingers and bunny or one finger and bunny ears and whatnot to like n then know like where the control alt and delete keys are on my keyboard like i think that's like when you're able to dis disguise learning as fun right um, then it winds up sticking and it just right. it makes a lot more sense oh my gosh, I, yeah. I don't Which know is probably I, why I, feel I sang like... so many lessons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway so okay so so you 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 spend time working as, as a school um uh tech teacher yeah and when then, did you when did you go from that to phys ed so the pe teacher here um went to be a principal over at the middle school or the intermediate and when that job when that opened i was like i, I kind of um just threw it out to the principal i was like man pe would be pretty cool and she's like well you um uh you know, do you have any experience in, in PE? And then I, well, and I said, well, no, but you know, I did go to school for exercise science and she <laughs> kinesiology, whatever she goes, well, you know, give me your transcripts or let me see your whatever transcripts. And I was like, okay. And I turned them into her and then she's like looking at them. She's going through, she's like, you had adapted PE. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay. Didn't like everybody come, in, come and interview. <laughs> so, uh, and that the rest is history. So, but I have yeah. a funny story because yeah. I wasn't really, I just got my endorsement, uh -huh. like literally, like just, and I thought it was a joke. I thought I was being punked because the lady there told me, she was like, I can't believe my daughter is being graded in PE and her grade point average is like down now. And I was kind of thinking like, wait, is this part of the test? Like, <laughs> is somebody could come out here. Like, I was like, what? Oh, I didn't even know what to say. I'm like, okay. It was just weird. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so I finally have my endorsement. So I am good to go. But we didn't have to have the endorsement, but I had all the classes. So okay. you know what I'm saying? I had everything, but never actually had the Never. Okay. So you're, you, you, uh, you had all the pieces, but you didn't have right. the paper. There you go. Exactly. But I think here it didn't like it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. You know? um, I think I think, too, like I remember when I my first teaching job, um, I hadn't graduated university yet. And I got hired. Uh, I got hired to teach a 52 percent teaching position at my old high school. And I said, like, listen, I'm still at school. But if you let me split the contract with my brother, who is not a teacher. <laughs> um, I'll do all the lesson planning and make sure everything's legit and we'll go. And I think that sometimes like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when people recognize that they've got somebody on staff that can like make things happen, like we did a lot of stuff at that school. Like we, we ran like a lot of programs and did a lot of good for the students whatnot. You know, I'm glad to know that there's people who are able to recognize that and kind of look past the like bureaucracy stuff and be like, yeah, this is, this is the right call for our school yeah. and for these students. So I don't know. Like I said, Barb, you're on the scenic crew and everything's happening here for yeah, a reason. So. I know. I kind of feel like, wow, I'm really doing things backwards. Like I already got the PE job and now I'm certified. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, so, yeah. Anyway. So how how long have you been, now been teaching PE at your school? So this is my fifth year in PE. That's wild, Barb. Yeah. I, I can't I believe it's only been five years and I see like all the stuff you're doing. So 
so anybody who follows you online and if you're not following Barbara online, you really should be following her Twitter account because you you do such a great job at like sharing. You're not just sharing activities. What I love about what you share is the way that there's just so much joy in all of it. And, you know, like I've got the be like Barb cowbell back here, which I'm not going to ring because my kids are sleeping. Um, but that came from like your teaching with your jump pro program where the kids got to go ring the cowbell. Yeah. Yeah. You have like all these like turkeys that you're just you're you're dressing up for your your class and everything. So there's a there's a lot going on. And now that I kind of see your story, I see how like I see how your 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 approach to teaching has all kind of like played up to this moment where you're in phys ed and you're doing all these amazing things. So for you being in the driver's seat of that experience, like what are some things that you've noticed from like that you do today in your teaching that you're like, I'm doing this because like this is like either an approach or an idea or like an attitude that I'm pulling from like my job, like when I was the librarian or like when I'm pulling from like my tech position, like, do you see how, like looking back, how like the pieces fit together and can you share a little bit about like how, how you see that all coming together like that? Yeah. I, so what I love about now is I get to see these kids every day where when I was in technology in the library, I only got to see them once a week. So I feel like I have a better, um, you know, a relationship with these kids. And one thing that I was a little bit, um, so like it was hard coming now only doing one lesson a week versus now I have something every day. So it was very different. And, and it was very different having, I had double classes in PE. So I had to kind of hone those, um, you know, skills of the way I had my kids, you know, in a smaller space. Now I'm, it's a completely different animal, you know, like yeah. it, it so was how, really, how, really. How big are your classes now? Cause you teach large groups. Yeah, I do. Um, they're about, I think this year, our biggest class is 48. Okay. So, and it's wow. growing. We keep, I'm every day. I feel like I, well, not every day, but the, you know, I'll probably be at 50 before the end of the year with some of the classes. I okay. can see that. Yeah. So when, so when you, so I'm, I'm assuming when you got the P job, you know, you probably already had some confidence as a teacher because you'd had the success as a librarian, you had the success as a tech teacher. So it's a little bit different than going into a job when you're brand new and you don't, you haven't found your teacher voice yet. You, you don't have like a footing in the school yet. You're, you're in a bit of a different position. So, but anybody i don't care how much experience you have anybody going into teaching five day a week k-2 phys ed to large groups that's going to be intimidating so i wonder like when you found when you got into that position what was the biggest like oh shoot part of that job and how did you how did you ultimately overcome that so that you know what and this is kind of where you come into play because Honestly, that first year was a struggle. I mean, like I had some difficult classes. I had like admin kind of like a couple of times they were like, didn't like something that happened or, you know, and I was like, oh my God. And it was one of those things like, okay, you cannot get me down. I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to learn from it. And I started like, I need, who do I need? And I like type in like, (laughs) and here comes Joey Fife, you know, and I look and I see that you are going to be the keynote speaker at PE Institute. And that is when I was like, I got to see this guy. He's awesome. I had been listening to your 
podcast and I had been, you know, just trying to get as much PE information. As soon as I knew I was going into PE, I was like, you know, you know, just inhaling as much as I could, but you know, that's, it's, there's so much out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, my, my, uh, cooperating teacher was like giving me a few good follow. Hey, follow these guys. I was already on Twitter, but I was on Twitter through like tech people. I wasn't following any PE people. And so she starts telling me, Hey, follow these couple of people. And these are some good names. So, and I, I did, you know, I started looking at like Mike Graham, you there, you know, I, I could list a million and, and, uh, Ben Landers. So, I'm just kind of trying to get all this info. And then I see that you're going to be at the PE Institute. So right away, I mean, I'm trying to think of the timeline. I can't remember when that came out, but that's when I was like, I am asking for this for Christmas. Like just, I need to go to this. <laughs> and so that's what I, I, that's what I got for Christmas is like, here's your plane ticket. You're going, I knew nobody. Like I went by myself. I remember like, I ended up going like to one of the tables, sitting down, and it was like Kelly Brown was there. Mark I was going to say, Palmer. that's I, how I, I met f- Kelly. I, I, but I feel like I remember when you came up and introduced yourself, and I feel like it was at the social. And I, and if I remember right, you were with Kelly at the time. I might have been. I, I feel like I'm if that that's how I picture it in my head because I remember you coming. It was like, hey, I came here to see you speak. And I was like, yeah, okay, I know, <laughs> I right? No I'm pressure. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably like, what this groupie over here? No, uh, yeah. Um, so you just funny, dove. You just dove right into it. Then you just started. Oh like, my god, I was I was geeking out. Yeah, I was out of control. Yeah. I was laughing because I was like taking selfies with everybody. I and I was sending them to the now the I keep pointing over here because that's the small gym. Sorry, you're probably uh-huh. like, what are you pointing at? Um <laughs> and in that gym was um my other uh co-worker was Lori, but she's now in kindergarten. She's not even teaching PE anymore. Okay. So um anyway though, she she knows all those guys. And I'm like, I am eating chicken tenders next to Ben Landers. And I'm like, taking all these pictures. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> so i mean it was stupid because you know it's kind of funny um chicken, chicken tenders ben that's what we're gonna start I, calling him on twitter yeah 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 so um he's probably like what i don't remember that at all but anyway um so yeah i mean i was just like you know taking full advantage of every single thing oh my gosh so hold on i have it right here i have it hanging in so i got that at the PE. oh no way amazing come on yeah <laughs> you're like yeah you no it. i recognize i recognize the plaque because i got the yeah that's the it. um the brazelton award that yeah they made Ambrose you Brazel- stand up that whole thing was uh unbelievable i was yeah. couldn't believe i got that you know i was so like stoked everything i was like on cloud nine that was the best experience of my life like honest it's- i learned so much and it, since then I mean, I feel like I just keep getting better and better and better. Like, I, I feel like the PE Institute's for people who ha- who never got a chance to attend them. Yeah. Um, And I always say like EPW out in California has yes. like a very similar vibe. I've heard that. I want to go. <laughs> it's like this combination of like this camp kind of feel to it. Yeah. Like it feels like, I don't know if it's because it's happening in the summer or what it is, but it feels like you're on vacation, even though you're there to like, like learn and whatnot. Yeah. And then there's that, there's the combination of the fact that like, there's incredible amounts of talent, like, like, I'm not saying cause I was speaking, but there's like a lot of like talent yeah. there yeah, for absolutely. you to learn from. So you're leaving with ideas, 
But then like the whole energy of it is yeah. boils down to like we care about each other. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've noticed that I've found missing like at other conferences. And it feels weird when you go to another conference and you don't you don't get that same kind of vibe because yeah. the P Institute for like the longest time was like my like 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 how I just looked at every conference because it was the conference I'd been to the most and like you know yeah. like like already taking me under his wing and, and supporting me in the way that he did and whatnot. And I think I could totally see how that first of all would be like a place where you would fit right in. Yeah, um, I love just it. people having fun, caring about each other, excited to like be there and sharing. Um, but I think like if I were starting a conference today, for anybody listening is thinking of starting a conference, I think that's the most important thing is to be like, how do you get people to who are stepping into it the first time feel like they're stepping into family? And I think that's what was so magical about it was that yeah, you know, you just you just really mm -hmm. felt cared for, you felt like people wanted you to succeed. And and it just felt like this like this family getaway somehow. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's oh, just it a was magical just, place. Yeah, it so, was. So you so you you get in there. You're having a rough year, and I think that's one thing too that's important to remember is like no matter what, like whenever you have like in those transition years, those transition years yeah. are always going to be challenging. Mm -hmm. I think no matter how you want to go about it, yeah, you're, you're going to be dealing with things that you're unfamiliar with, and that's always like off putting, like. Uh, when when you've been teaching for a while especially um so but you start learning online and whatnot how did you begin to kind of like build up your 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 voice and your teaching style um uh, when you uh, as you teach phys ed because i think the way you go about your phys ed teaching like i just think it's very unique i think i i i you know if i see if i see clips on twitter and you took away like the username I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Barb's class. <laughs> like you would just be able to tell right away. Yeah. Not just because they're young, not just because there's like a thousand of them, but because yeah. like the energy that lives in it. So how how did you kind of is it just something that you're building up and you're transferring throughout your career, or is it something kind of new that you that you discovered or developed as a PE teacher? Yeah. I think my management skills have gotten better. I've come up with better ways of like just lining them up their squad spots the way things have worked for me it's now that piece is like solid and so right. then the rest kind of comes and i feel like i can be myself and i'm pretty you know like charismatic when i'm teaching you know yeah. like <laughs> here's where i gotta <laughs> tell the story so when you're when funny. you're teaching you're, you're, so, you're a real, you're real bored, Barb, when you're not I, Well, teaching. that's part of it. Yeah, it's a show, right? I mean, really, it is, I'm a it little is. bit of a performer. Yeah. <laughs> I like to ham it up. So, so I'm teaching the other day, we're teaching, um, we're, we're doing basketball skills and we're doing shooting. So I talk about beef, right? And yep. so I'm like, we're serving beef. So you want to, like a waiter, you know, you're in the store or in the store, you're in the restaurant. And I'm like, you know, of course I'm like strutting around, like carrying my tray. And I was like, what are we serving in here? And everybody yells beef. And, you know, we go over what it yeah. stands for. And then I say, we don't want no chicken wings. And I'm like, you know, no chicken wings up in this restaurant. So, you know, I'm going <laughs> on and on about, it. we don't want no chicken wings, only beef. And they're all, they're all cheering like beef no chicken wings. And then I was like, and no granny shots, you guys. And so then I demonstrate no granny shots. And so I get up there again. I'm like, what do we want in this restaurant? And they're all beef. I'm like, yes, no chicken wings. And they're like, we don't want no chicken wings. And I go, and no. 
and I make the gesture about yeah. this. And one of the kids goes, no, granny panties. And I'm like, <laughs> God, um, <laughs> so close. I know. I was like, Ooh, almost. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, I I totally I totally agree with you what you're saying like I always said like um even I was shooting a video earlier today because I'm taking over the uh the U5 soccer program here in town so I was like I put on I wanted to look like I was like a soccer coach I guess I put on like my teaching gear and whatnot and it feels like you're putting on a superhero outfit like it does like I really feel like when you put it on it's like I slip right back into like Mr. Joey mode or if I'm volunteering at the school and I'm around kids and whatnot like I feel my voice change. I feel like like my the way my brain's thinking like snaps into like play and whatnot. Like, um, I I was I was talking at the local university and talking to some like future students and whatnot, and they were like, "Any advice for like up and coming?" I was like, "Yeah, like working camps. Like when before you're able to teach, like working, like just spend as much time yeah. as possible around kids because you're going to be crafting this persona and a." And I want to be careful saying that because I think it's really important to like, you're always authentic when you're teaching, but there's like a voice and a way of carrying yourself and a way of like expressing yourself that like yeah. is something that you craft over the years that is aligned to who you are. That's aligned to your values and all that. But it is like a character that you ultimately like end up playing. And the more time you spend getting to practice that, the the stronger it becomes. And when you can like stand in front of like, uh, 50 like kindergarten students and pretend you're in a restaurant and do yeah. it and just capture all of their imagination is because they know that there's there's a show happening and, and I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. in your class they never really know what to expect what come no. next <laughs> no no uh, one of the kids I got a new student and I think the first uh question she said um is it going to be boring? And the other kids were like, oh my gosh, no. The B word? <laughs> Say that here. That's pretty funny. I'm like, I don't know what district it came from, but it is not going to be boring. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. Barb, just just wrapping up here, uh, you know, it was the same thing like last last time when we when we hung out, we chatted, I, I tweeted afterwards that like, my cheeks were so sore for like hours afterwards. And I can already tell right now, like I've got those cramps up in here that um, are going to last. And you, you just bring so much happiness and joy to what you do. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for it. If, um, if there's anybody listening right now who is, you know, kind of wearing those goggles that we we're talking about earlier, who kind of find themselves like in this like negative kind of rut and whatnot, uh, maybe they've been knocked down a couple of times. Maybe they've been, you know, like had red tape thrown up in their faces when they've tried to run with things. What advice would you give them? What, How would Barb Borden kind of approach those situations in order to kind of like punch through and, and continue again to like not only find joy, but be able to like share joy through their, their teaching? Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I am so passionate about the kids. Like I always it always comes back to like what I am like, I look at them and that's kind of why I do what I do. I think it's why we do what we do. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think if you truly love your, what you're doing, uh, there are going to be rough patches. It's not an easy job. I mean, no. we're getting pulled <laughs> in a lot of different directions yeah. and, you know, but 
I think the, it just, the benefits outweigh, you know, some, yeah, you're going to have some bumps and there are going to be some things that we don't want to do, but in the long run, I just feel like, oh my gosh, we are like, these kids are going to remember us, you know, you make it memorable for them. They, I have kids that come back from the other schools that come and see me and they're like, Oh, remember, I remember when we did this or, you know, they, they remember, they remember. And you're putting like, just, I don't know. I just think it's pretty cool that we can have such an impact on these kids and, and maybe change their lives for the better. I mean, you know, sometimes I don't like, you should never think like, gosh, I'm just a teacher. No way, man. You are shaping like, these other kids that are going to become something amazing, you know? So I think we have a really, really important job, even though we don't get paid like we should, you know? <laughs> I mean, we Again. do. I, these kids are, they're, they are the future. That sounds super corny, but right. I mean, and and they do love us. They do. Yeah. I mean, we're like their family. We see them so much and sometimes more than their own parents you know well you know what i mean like but it's a very it's a very um it's a very incredible thing to get to watch a kid grow up yeah and i think like being a teacher like when you teach uh, multiple grades and even like you know you're in a k-2 school like the kids grow up a lot in that time yeah and to get to watch a kid grow up is like a very like it's a it's an incredible privilege um it really is and when you're able to recognize that as such like uh, you remember why you're in it. Yeah. Um, it's just cool. I, I mean, like, it's cool. <laughs> don't give up. Don't give up. I mean, like really try and think of, look at the silver lining, you know, like that nothing is ever that bad there. It's just not, I mean, it's what I tell the kids, like, is it a big problem or a little problem? Like, let's look at it and try. And if you're really out. struggling, just, uh, Get an iguana for your gym. (laughs) (laughs) Get exactly there. They make you feel better. Um, Actually, that's funny. You um, just just like what kids say sometimes. And when you hear something that they say that you've said, you know, before or it clicks and you're like, what did you just say? That's amazing. Like I had a kid today. We did these just we built obstacle courses and then they had to dribble their basketball through these obstacle courses. But I told them they couldn't get a ball until, you know, we, I was giving them like five or six minutes to build their course and then we'd get a ball. And then the one kid was like, yeah, we, we need to kind of like go through it without the ball first to make sure that it's going to work. That was a kindergartner. I'm like, (laughs) you just blew my mind, kid. Like, wow. And I've taught gifted kids before. Yeah, I know. But when you say stuff like that to them too, they're so proud, you know, I don't know. You just don't get that from, you know, sitting behind a computer and, you know, crunching numbers and being boring, you know, you don't get that satisfaction. I don't know. Maybe. I, I also think though that like, it takes a special kind of crazy to be able to like recognize that. I I think that's like one thing too, is that like, uh, I don't know. I, 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 in so many ways, I know I was like born to teach and I can't tell, I can't explain it. I just know that it's in there. Yeah. And I think that the people who have it, like you just know it's there, you just know it's there and you, you're just able to recognize it because yeah, 
for for a lot of people, the idea of being in a classroom of 48 kindergarten students is like a definition of health for, yeah. Oh, for yeah. them. So yeah. Um, yeah, special kind of crazy, but uh, you know, the world needs that kind of crazy too. Ah, I, I love that yeah. special kind of crazy. The t-shirt. Our- <laughs> Barb, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Um, if people want to, if people want to connect with you, where should we direct them? Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at Barbara Borden Nine. Um, that's probably the best place to reach me. They could email me, or do you want my email? No, we'll send. We'll send. Okay. We'll we'll send them to you on Twitter, and once they yeah. once they're there, they'll be able to direct their way around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I honestly think that if you are a phys ed teacher or if you're just any kind of teacher, if you're a librarian or a tech teacher and you want to fill your Hell your uh, Twitter timeline up with a little bit more joy, uh, Barb is is the person to follow. Thank you so much for this, Barb. Okay, I'm gonna go massage my cheeks here so they can stop uh, hurting. Um, and just thanks so much for 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 cheering us all up and for reminding us how great it is to be able to bring a little bit of magic into kids lives each day oh my gosh thanks so much for having me and totally appreciate it it was fun all right i'll I'll talk to you soon okay bye So that's it for this episode of the Phys Ed Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure that you go and check out Barb's Twitter account and give her a follow. I'm just incredibly grateful to have been able to connect with Barb over the years. And I'm so excited for more people to be able to discover all of the incredibly fun and amazing things that she's doing with her students. Once again, if you're a fan of the physicaleducator.com and you want to keep learning alongside with me, Go ahead and learn more about PhysEdU at thephysicaleducare.com slash membership. Like I said, there's a tier for everyone in there and each one of those tiers brings a ton of value and really, really packs a punch. And I guarantee it that once you join the campus, you're gonna be welcomed by an incredible community of educators who are dedicated to growing together and learning and challenging ideas and having a ton of fun along the way. So that's at thephysicaleducator.com slash membership. If you got any questions, just hit me up on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening in today and happy teaching.